The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Happer and Shaper. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. We're of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket theticketfm.com. A lot to get into. We will get to basketball. Trust me. Um, it may even come, out, come up a bit in Pest of the Weekend here shortly. Uh, but let's talk some football quarterback situation. We head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline for Dominique. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, so my main question when it came down to quarterback depth, because offensive line, we've done some switching around. Running back, obviously, we've done a lot of switching around. Wide receivers, we've seen some switching around. But when it comes down to the quarterback, you know, we're sticking with Adrian Martinez after four, basically five picks. And he's saying he's sticking with him no matter what, and that's not a story. But that's kind of a – that's I would say that's that's just an indictment on the QB depth because we're talking about the future. He's only maybe got this year, maybe next year left. So how how does that explain where the QB depth is for everybody behind him? That means it's it's not looking good, guys. You know, I just I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. I'm totally with you, Dominique. Well, it's a great jumping off point for for this conversation. That's exactly what I wanted to get into. Thank you, Dominique, for the call. Um, Somebody called in on on Saturday night and said, "Well, what's the what's the message like that you're sending by not taking him out?" And I could tell you loud and clear, plainly, what the message is. They don't think they have anybody better. Yeah. They don't, and that's on them. They haven't recruited anybody better. They yeah. haven't put. They haven't developed. I mean, all any, of it's always on them. They but, haven't developed yeah. anybody to the point where they feel like they it would be a better option to take Adrian Martinez out of the game. I don't like, there's people that always go back to this, like, well, we have to stick with Adrian because he's our guy thing. They need to win football games. Like this is the most desperate point of the Scott Frost tenure. Obviously they know they need to win football games. They left Adrian in the game because they felt like he gave them the best shot point blank period. That's it. That's what Scott Frost said after the game. And that is a very worrisome thing, the way Adrian Martinez was playing on Saturday. He was horrible. He took Nebraska out of that game in a lot of different situations, even when, man, the defense looked like it was going to keep him in it, and they actually had a chance, you know, almost had a chance to give it another shot there at the end with an almost recovered onside kick. You think they would have scored if they would have got that thing no. back? No. No, they wouldn't have. Not the not with the way that the offense You've seen was Eric's chart. <laughs> Right. It wasn't happening, even if they got it at the 40-yard line so. or whatever it was. No, man, they they had an opportunity um, a lot of different times here, a lot of different times to um, either A, make a change at quarterback, or B, put yourself in a position where you can make a change at quarterback at some point over the last two or three years. And they just have they have not taken any of those opportunities. They haven't, um, and whether that's the way they built the quarterback room or something as simple A and B as not grabbing a grad transfer or a transfer guy this offseason, they just didn't do it. 
They said no. They said Adrian's our guy, and we're going to live and die with him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for a lot of it, it comes back to that conversation after Luke McCaffrey left, and I don't think Luke McCaffrey was the answer either. Um, but after Luke McCaffrey left, the the conversation you and I would have on the recruiting hour or on your show or, or wherever was, should Nebraska go out and get another quarterback in the transfer portal? And the, the difficulty with it was trying to thread the needle of Adrian was their guy. I think everyone sort of internally, externally knew that. Like, part of the problem with, with trying to challenge someone to come in to challenge Adrian Martinez is no one believes that you're going to to go with anyone but Adrian. At sure, this point. that's a challenge. And so you you weren't getting real interest from quarterbacks, but you still could have found. But, but let's let's go specifically back to this offseason. The pitch, as we said many times, is it's probably not going to be this year, mm -hmm. but it definitely could yeah. be next year. And there were still people that they could have taken. That's the thing. Right. Like, it wasn't that there was no one there. It's just that there was no one there that is probably better than Adrian Martinez and wants to come here, or is at least on a level where it could be conceivable that he's better. It it was more of would be a guy that needs a year to learn the system, but could be really interesting for 2022. Well, guess what? It's now November. You aren't going to a bowl game. You just aren't. I you know I don't I don't know if if I have to have bumblebee hair like Rico would have if Nebraska wins the next three games. They're not going Schaefer. to a bowl game. You have three games left. Yeah. They're not going to a bowl game. So here's where you would love, <laughs> love to have had a quarterback that you could at least see what he is for the future because I don't think they think that Logan Smothers is that guy. If he was. It does not appear so. They would be more interested in yeah. at least seeing what he can do. The only time they put it in the game is because they had to or they were winning by 40. Yeah. I mean, I, I think just the way that things have played out, the hope – for them is that Heinrich Harburg would ultimately be the starter after Adrian Martinez. He's not ready as evident by the fact that sometimes he doesn't travel for, for road games. I mean, yeah. he hasn't played at all this season. If he was closer, he'd be the second string, right? They don't have anything. No, this is another symptom of poor planning. This is another, you know, thing that sort of plagues this roster is that you you haven't fundamentally challenged the guy that brought in to, to be your quarterback. Your offense failed, Adrian. I, I don't know as much as that it's Adrian that failed the offense like the other way around. And now, you, in, in, in a more in a general sense, you know, now you need to be saying. able to look at what else is out there for you because there's no way, even if Scott Frost comes back, there's just no way you can bring Adrian. I don't back. think so. No, no, no. I that, just no. don't. One, I don't think he should. For his own health as a player, as an individual, as a person, I don't think he should come back. Here. I said this last week. I don't think he would. I, yeah. I, it just, you know, that's my sense from him. And yes, I'm. It, I don't. It needs a clean break for sure. So, um, I, I know it needs that a the, new face. It needs a clean break. I know that the big conversation is that that Frost shouldn't necessarily be back, but I don't think that's the slam dunk that some do. Um, I, I think Trev Alberts is really going to try to assess like what would what it looks like to bring Frost back, what it looks like to the fan base to bring, Fro uh, to, to bring Frost back. Does he feel personal investment in – because he spent a lot of time working with this guy, mm -hmm. working with this staff. I mean, you can tell that in the quotes of the stories that have come across uh, in, in recent months. Is he willing to just move on from that? And I don't know that that's a flat yes for me at this point. Well, time. you have to find out is and, – and we'll dive further into this conversation later, but you, know, you, you have to assess – whether 
moving, you know, seeing this thing out is your best option for getting to where you want to go. (laughs) That's, that's it. And, um, you know, I think you could probably make a case both ways, although the case is getting uh, bigger and bigger for the well, well why, why would what would be the final result of seeing this thing out? If ultimately kind of right he now. was brought here because of his offense and he was I mean, he was brought here for a couple of reasons, but largely because of that offense and that offense has to go away, then you'd be keeping him for his coaching acumen. Which remains very much up in the air. Well, it's also defense, defensive performance. Right. And I I think a, a small part of as this season has gone on, this defense is is solid. It can be a nice secondary piece to the team. I don't think it can I, – I don't think that it's, it's capable of winning games no. for you. It's capable of keeping you in games, but I don't think you can make it the – the same way that Iowa or That's Wisconsin the issue. or I, I talked about this after I think Michigan or Michigan State. It was just like, yeah, this defense is like there's no, um, you know, standouts, whatever it might be. And I, I don't want to, you know, disparage anybody because I think there's a lot of guys on the defense who are playing really, really well. But it's rare that you see a defense that doesn't have a couple elite, elite dudes be dominant. Yeah. I don't think this defense has that in them. You know, they, they, they don't. And I that's think they okay. can make it really hard for you to score 30 points. Right. That's okay. Which is, that's, is, is a winnable strategy exactly. if you have the uh, the offense that is capable of scoring 30 points. Uh, so we'll we'll get more into that conversation a little bit later. Uh, but like I said, 402-464-5685. Here is Scott Frost on if he thought about changing quarterbacks at any time. Yeah, um, not really. Um, in my mind, I did. We didn't talk about it. Didn't make it out of the. Didn't make it out of the brain. Yeah, and into the into the headset. It's a massive conundrum because he he knows and we know and everyone knows. I, I just think that he a- has one guy that is significantly better than the rest, but that one guy cannot help himself. Right, cannot help the team enough. But that I think that's a really interesting, just kind of case study about this team. Because, like, l- listen to what he says it again. Yeah, um, not really. Um, in my mind, I did. We didn't talk about it. So, in in his mind, he did think about it, but they didn't. He didn't bring it to the rest of the staff, right? So, you know, at this point, everybody else in the entire world is thinking about it, but it is ultimately being left to him as the head coach to be the first guy to say it out loud, and that's uncomfortable. That's super uncomfortable, but you gotta say it out loud. You you, you have to you have to say it out loud. You know you have to yeah. say it on the headset. Like I, I that's a that's a big criticism for me coming out of this game. Like if it if it's thought about and everybody in the stadium's thinking of it, you know your coaching staff is thinking about it too. You know your players are thinking about it too. And we're just waiting for the green light to finally like we're waiting for the the open forum to start here as the coaching staff. You got to say it out loud. You got to bring it to the table. Hey, guys, do you know, I trust you guys. What do we do here? Or maybe, you know, you get other people's opinions and ultimately it comes back to you. That's great. That's what coaching staffs are supposed to be about. But that conversation was never opened. And that's disappointing to me. Like, <laughs> maybe it's just a small nitpicky thing, but I think that's a, it gives us a good sense of maybe where we're at, just kind of. 
hierarchy of power and communication wise right now. It's it's tricky. Uh, that that's got to be said. Well, I, look, it goes back to when given the opportunity or choosing the opportunity after the 2019 season to go get a different offensive coordinator to go get someone with veteran input into what it is that you want to do. He went and got a guy that was out of football. He went and got a guy that he was close to, which I think makes sense. Like you want to work with people you want to work with. I get that. But you also need someone that can challenge you. You also need someone that is. Why'd you fire Walters in the first place? Like, I mean, to be honest, like what's the point of Matt Lubick having the title offensive coordinator when he's functionally just a wide receivers coach? No one believes that he calls the plays. No one believes that he holds that much responsibility besides probably putting together some of the game plan, as I think most of the coaches help with over there. But ultimately, it's Scott Frost making those decisions. As this has gotten worse and worse, it, Scott himself has put more pressure on himself. Yeah, I mean, instead of and that's why the load, it's gotten worse. And and you you remember like the off season stories here at the beginning of 2021 about. Oh, well, you know, Matt took on more responsibility uh, going into the end of the season. But then that was immediately shut down in fall camp. He's like, are you going to, you know, split play calling? He was like, no, I'm going to do it still. He can't help himself. How is he going to help the rest of this team? How is he going to help Adrian Martinez? He's just crawled into a giant pit and then brought a shovel with him and just keeps digging. Like, that's what this is. The rope ladder is now too far from his reach. Right. I just, I don't know what, like, I think people can can figure out where I'm going with this, but I don't know that there's enough offensive staff changes that could come in an offseason that ultimately changes the attitude and the preparation and the work the look. Yeah. that Scott Frost will have for the 2022 season. Yep. The offense that you saw against Purdue, not just the end result. It has to the, be a philosophical change. He he has to give it up. That isn't coming. He has to give it up. You can you can wipe the names on the titles around him, but the, the philosophical offensive change isn't coming. This is what he wants to be. This is what he trained to do over at Oregon. This is what he took to UCF. This is what he has at Nebraska. That isn't changing. And so if you know that, and you still want to go forward with it, what you're saying is you think there's something you can unlock in Scott Frost, and that would be the decision that Trev Alberts has to make because he's the one that has to unlock it. Nobody else can do it. Scott himself can't do it. He's had four years to try to unlock that. Clearly nobody on his staff can do that. He said out loud he doesn't have the answers. Nobody on his staff can help him out, A, because he probably doesn't look to them for it, and B, they're probably not comfortable enough to be able to offer that change, and I'm guessing it would fall on deaf ears anyway. Yep. So the what it comes down to is if Trev Alberts feels in his heart of hearts that he can unlock something in Scott Frost because that offense will be the exact same. You can just wipe away the coordinator and you wipe away the quarterback coach or the running back coach or the wide receiver or the tight end or the offensive line. doesn't matter who those people are because that offense is going to be the same. The principles, the philosophies of it, everything that he wants to do, that's all going to be there. So – I, I'm just saying, yep. like if, if that's what happens going forward, everyone should know that. Pest of the Weekend is next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 